Welcome back to the SEMA show. I am in my bed, but it's the middle of the day. A window is open. There's a lovely breeze blowing in. You might hear a lawnmower or a weed whacker of sorts. I should close my door before the dog runs up and makes noise. So today I went to grocery outlet. You know the one. Grocery outlet, bargain market, that one. Uh, because uh, my spouse needed four zucchini. Notice I did not say four zucchinis because zucchini is already plural. Don't forget. And then I always forget, is it a zu- one zucchino or one zucchina? I think it's one zucchina, in which case the plural would be zucchine. And now I'm lost in the Italian language abyss. Okay, so I wasn't like in a bad mood or anything. I had my knapsack on, I park my car, I walk in and I step in, I take a few steps and then the guard at the door is like, ma'am, ma'am, you can't, you can't go in with a knapsack. And I was like immediately infuriated. Like I was just, what? What do you mean I can't, it's my purse. I was like, I'm sorry, you can't go in the knapsack. And I was like, seriously? So that's what I said. So as I walk out, a woman in front of me with a knapsack on is walking out. And I was like, she's got a knapsack. Jeez. Stomp, stomp, stomp. I go, put my knapsack in my car, take my wallet out. I come in. I go, you know, if you're going to, it's not, I said, I said something like, it's not your fault. I know it's not your fault, like the rules are the rules. But if you're going to apply them, you have to apply them equally and that guy's got a knapsack and he's like oh you know I I just came on I mean I just got here I was like okay whatever so I'm hissy fitting my way through grocery outlet I get the zucchini and then I'm walking to a line uh not to a line to a cash register and this woman and her kid are like honey honey come on they're because they were already kind of in front of me but they didn't have any stuff so then the husband comes And he's got like a whole basket full of crap. And I'm just holding the four zucchini. But she doesn't say, go ahead. And I don't say, can I just go ahead? And another cashier who's helping someone who has the, you know, this register is closed sign on the, what's that called? Conveyor belt thing. She calls me over. She's like, I can take care of you. And I was like, thank you very much. She takes it. So then I go out to my car and the guy from the door is near my car. And he's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Hey, ma'am. Or... Hey, miss. No, I'm pretty sure he ma'amed me. Anyway, I'm sorry. And I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I was being a total bitch. And he's like, no, you're fine. You're fine. I was like, no, I was being ridiculous. You did nothing wrong. And he's like, no, you're good. You're like, no. I was like, no, I'm, uh, you know, have a good day. And it surprised me that I said the word bitch out loud because I, I don't usually call myself or other people bitches, despite it's a very common usage in all the songs that my teenager listens to. Um, but I really, I was, I was, I was Karening. I was having, I think I was being like a Karen, which I'm also, you know, if somebody calls somebody a Karen, what was that five minutes ago? And now everything's a Karen and whatever, just like a white lady with privilege. I was being so, I mean, whatever, man, like was so not that big of a deal. What was, what was up my ass is the question. What was up there? Something. Anyway, so that was today. 
What else happened today? I talked to friends. I talked on the phone. I had like two 40-minute back-to-back conversations on the phone, which I really like. And one of the people I spoke with, I'm going to name her. I'm going to name one. The other one I'll talk to later to ask if she would mind being named. Her name is Daria Kaufman or Kaufman. Unclear. Josh, who I spoke to, he's a Kaufman. But I think when I met him, I was like, oh, Josh Kaufman. He's like, no, Kaufman, which is just to me like it's Kaufman. That's what a New Yorker would call him. And then that's just like an L.A. Jew thing to like say, no, it's Kaufman to make it sound less Jewish. But his father's a rabbi, so I don't think he's invested in sounding less Jewish. Anyway, he'll listen to this. He'll let me know. It doesn't matter. Um, Daria Kaufman is a an artist, a dance artist, performing artist, super talented, super quirky. And she has this um, project called Dispatch where she calls you on the phone and like asks, describes her surroundings, asks you to describe her, your surroundings, and then she tells you a story. And to be honest, I don't remember the story right now at all, which is, doesn't say anything about its quality because it was a brilliant story and I was completely engaged. And I just think that this kind of individualized performance where someone's just talking right into your ear holes, it's just so intimate. That's why I love radio. That's why I love podcasts. It's like just that auditory uh, form and that like reduction, that sensory reduction to just in your ears. It's like probably like the womb. <gasps> it's probably like being in the womb when it's you can't see anything but you're hearing everything. Oh my gosh, that's what it is. That's why radio and podcasts and Dispatch by Daria Kaufman is uh, brilliant because it brings you back to the womb. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I hope she gets to do more Dispatches. And then the other thing that happened today was I was listening to Brene Brown and her twin sisters on Unlocking Us I'm sure people have different feelings about Brene Brown. I was recently telling a friend that I don't want to love Brene Brown. There's just like, why would I love this like sort of self-help maven from Texas? But I just think she's the real deal. I think she's hilarious. When she laughs, she full-on cackles, which I love. And anyway, the three of them are doing like a six-part series talking about their book she wrote a bunch of years ago called The Gift of Imperfection, I think it's called. Anyway. So they just talk about their families and their childhoods together and like all their issues. And I know it's performance, just like this is performance, but it feels real. I don't know. I believe them. I'm enjoying believing them. And one thing uh, Brene said was that she was talking to someone and some per- guest on her show when she, and she was talking about resentment being a form of anger or related to anger and the the host no she's the host the guest was like no it's really about envy and she was like what uh and the more I thought about it I was like oh my god that's so true because when I get resentful of the spouse for like sitting on his butt watching soccer for hours when I'm running around like a maniac doing stuff I thought it was because I was like dude pull your weight. I'm pissed at you. But really, I'm envious that he can just sit on the couch and watch soccer when he wants to, that he doesn't feel this like ridiculous pressure to run around doing everything. And so I'm envious of that lack of stress that he imposes on himself or feels from the outside. 
So that makes a shit ton of sense. And then the other thing she talked about was how when she's helpful to people and from a real genuine place, she feels great. But when she's helpful to people because mm, she's afraid that they're not going to like her if she's not helpful, they're not going to think she's good, then she resents them. That is the truth. And so that she wants to try to practice like... um, if someone asks, if someone says something like, ooh, I'm, her example was, I'm having a hard time getting a vaccine appointment, her initial impulse is to be like, oh, I'll help you find one, even though the person didn't ask for the help, that if she can try to say instead something like, oh, that sounds really tough, yeah, that's hard. So I was thinking about that today. I, I had just listened to that. I came home, and the spouse says, eventually I'm going to say his name. I don't even know why I'm hiding it. It's not like you can't, I mean, it's not like it matters, but um, protecting his identity. Um he says, oh, yeah, I'm short for zucchini. And instead of me just saying, damn, that sucks, and like walking out of the room, I'm like, oh, I can go get them. And, you know, as I was driving over getting them, I was like, dang it, Brene, I need to, I need to try that other thing. I had taken a walk earlier today with another friend. We were talking about codependency and I, how I had gone to codependence anonymous meetings for a while and they were super interesting and helpful. And yeah, so much of that, like fear, like I used to, it used to be a fear of abandonment for me, but now it's like other kinds of fear, fear of like, just fear of be, people, fear of people being angry at me or annoyed at me annoyed with me and me having to feel that, like be near it. Like it's okay if you're angry with me and annoyed with me and I don't know about it and you just process it on your own and then like you treat me nice. But it's when you're around all angry at me and and you're mad and you're sulking and you're pouting and I have to look at it. It's just like, ugh. 